Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. In this week's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about nature, Black Panther, and we have part three of our interview with Douglas Samuel, MBE from the Spartans FC. Good morning, evening, afternoon. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of The Kindness Project. I am joined by the director of Source Code Solutions Limited, <laughs> it's uh, Russell Dames, and the um, director of the washing machine in her own flat, oh, she ain't got a washing machine in her own flat, the, the microwave in her own flat, it's Charlotte Dames, oh no, the director of charlottedames.com this week about nature on the blog. Um, I've read the, I, I read the article every week without fail now, Charlotte. Uh, your 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 Twitter feed is plugged into my uh, Twitter feed, and I picked up your um your nature related blog. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, yeah, I was uh, just doing some reading about the woodland because I was having a hard time focusing on feminism in the early twentieth century, um, and you know. It all spiralled from there. So, so what was you having trouble focusing on? Uh, <laughs> the suffragette movement. I had some reading to do for history, so um, I was trying to do that, and I couldn't focus. And somehow, I ended up going down a rabbit hole and looking up the definition of, you know, woodland. Woodland, right? Yeah. And I got from there. And I, so, asked, I asked my friend what's an interesting thing at some point, and he said, uh, I think it's a fact that's in the thing, and I've double-checked it, uh, about the 13% of the UK being woodland. I, I assume that there'd be more woodland in the UK, because there's a lot there's a lot of green space in the UK, isn't there? There's a lot but, of agriculture, yeah, but not as yeah. much natural woodlands yeah yeah um and woodland uh, what what how many trees has got to like be on a patch of land to constitute See, woodland? i looked at about four different definitions and none of them defined it it was just like oh. just a large collection of trees i'm like okay fair enough a large collection a large could be three or 130 couldn't it i must have a woodland in my garden then because i've got four trees have you got four trees in your garden, Russ? I have. Um, Council of them, Russ. Oh, Russ. Is the name for your business, Four Trees Coding. How about that? No. FourTreesCodingSolutions.com. See, this is why I've employed a branding expert, because I <laughs> can't... <laughs> right, come on, Charlotte, we can think of that. TopLizWithRuss.com. TopLizWithCodingRuss.com. What do we reckon, Charlotte? Do you want to Naked, give it a go? <laughs> Nakedcoder.com. <laughs> Nakedcoder.com. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that to him when we're finished here. Check check with nakedcoder.com's available. And it worked for Jamie Oliver, didn't it? He's the naked chef. Exactly. <laughs> if it works for Jamie Jamie Oliver Russ, it can definitely work for you. I think that's a hundred percent certain. So nakedcoder.com, I'd I'd uh, I'd 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 give that a go. Um naked financial planner, I don't think I'll try it because nobody wants to see that, do they? Let's be honest. <laughs> um right. <laughs> right. 
Right, what else have we got to talk about? Oh, I, today, I finished watching uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Okay. Great movie. Well, why are, you, why are you shaking your head, Charlotte? Nothing. Where did you see it? Is it on Disney Plus now? It's on Disney Plus. So watch Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Oh, Charlotte's sort of uh, flagging that as a must-see. Um, definitely good, but they only had one post-credit scene. I was like, what is going on, Marvel? Come on, you've got to do a, a bit of a sort of um, a bit of a treat to see what's coming up. But yeah, well, so, you know what? so that was go very and, good. You know what? I've got to go and see it at some point because it's supposed to be really good. <laughs> the new Puss in Boots movie is supposed to be brilliant. <laughs> so are you 19 now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dad, it's yeah. more critically acclaimed than the second Avatar oh, film. <laughs> it's better than the second Avatar film, right? What one is pushing boats? It's the Shrek one. Antonio Banderas plays pushing boats. And oh, I mean, that was like magic, Russ. Literally, literally, we'd started talking about pushing boats, and your cat popped up on your screen. Yeah. Did he do that on purpose? He wants to go out. It's a she, not a he. Oh, right, okay, okay. Have you got a magic cat, Rose, that can understand human language? And it was like, pussy boots, I want to get involved in that. <laughs> That's why I called her when you're not here. Pussy boots? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why when we're not here? Do you think it's rude to call somebody pussy boots when they are no. on a... No? No. Ah. boots coding.com? I think it's... Uh... I'm, I'm Look... Sorry, listeners, we should have like clarified that Russell is setting up a new coding business. We're trying to help him with his branding. Um, so if you've got, much, question of the podcast, if you've got any ideas for Russell's new uh, computer programming business, coding business, feel free to send it in. Um, let's go for our top three, Charlotte. What should be in our top three for, for our suggestions? Does it have to be something that sort of encapsulates Russ's sort of... Because the topless coding is a funny one. Toplesscoding.com. Toplesscoder. That is quite good. I like that one. Or maybe just topless code. I mean, the the logo worries me. just be a silhouette of me. (laughs) (laughs) If it's a silhouette, how do we know you're topless? Nakedcoding.com was quite good. I, I quite that one. Was that, is that available, Rose? If you check that one, I don't know. All right, okay. So, and then we could do. Uh, um, uh, about Norwichcoding.com. No. Is that available? No, not Norwich. No. Coffee Why are you and the world? <laughs> Coffee and codes. <laughs> Oddly enough, somebody mentioned that to me earlier. To, to, I think coffee and coding is quite a good brand, actually. I quite like that. To reflect the amount of cups you normally have in the background um, when we record a podcast, sevencupscoding.com. What do we reckon? No. No? Eight cups. Eight cups won't work. Eight cups. Eightcupscoding.com. Here we go. Coffee and coding. I like that. Okay, Listen, okay. listeners, sorry, we're just talking about ourselves again, as we normally do. If you've got any suggestions for uh, Russell's 
new Cody business, we would love to hear them. And you can get in touch with us in the following ways. Well, I haven't done this in a lot minute. Uh, on Twitter, we're at Ola Kindness. If you want to follow us on Facebook, just type the Kindness Project into the search bar. We should be able to be found there. If you want to contact any of us individually, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter at Charlotte J Dames, C H A R L O T T E J D A E M S. Father, do you want to plug your own, your Twitter? No. 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 I've gone. You know what? Genuinely, I've gone off social media. Don't I, 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 just ignore, just ignore the fact that I was going to go to the social media. No, right? no, I'm done now. You can go on your rent and we won't have to disrupt you again. That's... So if you would like to connect with me, I am on LinkedIn. I'm not on Facebook anymore. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn and I'm also at Chris Dames on Twitter. Um, but I, I, I've got to be honest, the fact that I've deleted all of the apps on my mobile and I go into like my browser and have a look every now and again, um, uh, is quite liberating. I'd recommend everybody tries not having social media on as apps on their phone. What do you think of that idea, Russ? Uh, <laughs> not impressed. Let me tell you why, though. Because we run a business network, a community on Facebook. That's true. That's true. I run the Cervello social media. It all comes into me phone so that I know instantly if anything's going on. Yeah, but Charlotte's getting in job soon, isn't she? Then it'll be our responsibility to know whether anything's going on or not. Exactly. And then you can come off the apps, can't you, Russ? You can delete them. I, I don't use Facebook other than for hey, we make For work. Yeah, for work. <laughs> Interesting, interesting. But yeah, I, I, uh, I did at one point delete all the apps off my phone for about two, three weeks. Okay, how was that? Um, I got a lot more reading done, but I was very detached from everything that was going on in the lives of the people I care about. If I know, I don't think that's true though, because if you've got WhatsApp or. Um, but I don't, I, don't use, I don't use WhatsApp. We all use like Instagram and oh, right, Snapchat. Okay. So it's like not having those things. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. So you're you're sending direct messages. To, yeah. Are you talking about um, social media apps, or are we talking about all apps on your phone? Oh, I wouldn't get rid of all. <laughs> I wouldn't get rid of all apps on my phone, Russ. No, I've got some fun games on my phone. Like I've got yeah. some puzzle games on my phone. I really enjoy. I'm, I'm, I still have a bit of Marvel Snap every now and again. Yeah. That's that's all good. Um, uh, how are you getting on with Marvel Slap? Marvel Slap, Marvel Snap, Charlotte. Um, I'm probably not as far along as you. Um, I've been doing a lot of nonograms. Why is Marvel Snap? <gasps> Oh, have you not played Marvel Snap, Brass? We're not oh. endorsed or sponsored in any way. But we'd game. like to be sponsored by Marvel Snap because then we could talk about it more and get paid for it. But it I is amazing. Got, I haven't got one game on my phone or my iPad. What? Try Marvel Snap. What? 
I'm going to look it up when we're finished. It's a card game where basically you collect Marvel characters and play oh, them against... I'm interested oh. in that. Russell, may I recommend you try some nonograms? I think they're really fun. Try a nonogram, Russ. <laughs> nonogram? Yeah, or they're, a they're, they're, they're little puzzles that I really like. I say little as if some of them aren't 25 by 25. Um, but that's only when you get the higher difficulty ones unlocked. Right, on that note, let's move on to... <laughs> Oh, this is my kindest news. And the first uh, news article is going to be read out by Charlotte. We were stranded in the freezing cold. A stranger's act of kindness blew us away. Carolee Wilson and Daniel Ashton say they will be eternally grateful. Ashton had been out celebrating her birthday with her best pal, Caroline Wilson, when they their evening ran into bother. It was late when the women decided to head home with their young children, but when their pre-booked taxi didn't show, they were left stranded out in the cold in Romilly, Stockport. Caroline, Danielle and the children, aged 14, 9 and 2, waited in sub-zero temperatures for almost an hour before deciding to book another taxi. When the driver showed up, they refused to take the group due to them being with a toddler and having a pram. We were waiting for what felt like hours, but in reality it was around 40 minutes. We were all frozen and couldn't feel our hands or feet, Caroline said. One child was crying and our faces were frozen. We begged the taxi driver, but he just sat there and kept saying no. Uh, while pleading with the man to take them home, another taxi driver noticed the commotion and stopped to ask the women if they were okay. He then agreed to take them home to another area. He could see we were all frozen, Caroline continued. This angel didn't even hesitate. He got out, uh, out to help us in. I spent the journey home telling him how thankful I was, how much I appreciated it. Our children thanked him and blessed him. When we arrived home, this angel wouldn't take payment. He was just happy knowing we were home, warm and safe. I asked him in the end to take the money and treat his family. I will be eternally grateful to this man for his random act of kindness. I will always tell my children to be extra kind and helpful, and random acts of kindness are such good things to do for others. I love, I love that. I mean, that you could focus on the poor behaviour of the cab driver who wouldn't take them, um, but I love the fact that story focuses on the fact that um, somebody stepped up and helped um, a mum, two mums, and young kids um, to to do an amazing thing. So well done, that man. Does it mention the cab driver's name? Uh, no. Um, I, I've got an article um, uh, uh, that showcases um, uh, some acts of kindness by British agents. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, from colouring books for children to essential supplies for those in need, members of the British Asian community are embracing the season of goodwill. Now bear in mind that because Russ is so good at... Um, uh, so some really up-to-date information. This is from December. Um, months, and we're, we're in January. Oh, wait. Do you want to say something about that, Russ? Just to clarify, I thought it was... Because we usually do sort of UK-US news, I thought it was quite important in the current climate to, to highlight what some minorities are doing. Okay. At Christmas. 
It doesn't matter when they do it. What matters is that they do it. All right. All right. I'm fine. All right. Also, cool. Dad, you said it was January. It's not. It's February. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not going against Russ. I'm saying you made a factually incorrect statement. All right, you two. Get on your aisles. <laughs> right. From colouring books. That's just. Uh, can you? Can somebody like make some Christmas sounds, please, so I can get in the mood? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that enough? Raz, can you put some like bells in the background when you? I wish I had a couple of jingle bells now to play to you. Sing it. No. Sing it. <laughs> jingle bells from calorie books for children to receive interest prize for those in need. Members of the British Asian community are embracing the season, February, of goodwill. Months on from devastating floods in Pakistan, millions of people remain homeless, roads are destroyed, and tens of thousands of schools and hospitals lie in ru ruin. And in Afghanistan, harsh winter temperatures and snowfall combined with limited resources since the Taliban takeover in 2021 make it a vulnerable time time for many. The BBC has had about three stories of generosity during this festive season. Uh, first one is called Colouring for Kids. Avi Jandu has donated colouring books to cheer up children who are unwell at Birmingham Children's Hospital. The 29-year-old has spent the last few months putting his artistic skills into action, developing sports-themed colouring books to donate to the wards. The idea stemmed from last Christmas. My brother and I donated toys to my mum's school, and off the back of that, I thought, how could I make this more personalised? The books of images of Harry Kane, Ronaldo, and World Cup winner Lionel Messi, and came with colouring pencils. Hopefully it's something to take people's mind off things when they're going through a tough time. The purpose of the book is to hopefully inspire a future artist who is passionate about arts and crafts. Alongside his charity project, he's also raised over £1,500 to invest in equipment and facilities in the hospital. The next one is Sweaters for Afghanistan, and this is Marvish Ruksana, uh, who's a lawyer. Uh, Ruksana is a lawyer who visited Afghanistan last year following the Taliban's arrival. Everybody I spoke with hadn't been paid in months. And there were just so small, many small children begging on street corners. I've, I just created this feeling of obligation to help in some way. Marvish, who lives in Ascot, describes seeing an entire family living in this small, drafty, uninsulated room with zero electricity or running water. They have no heat or cash to buy wood. Winters in Afghanistan are known for being intense, with below freezing temperatures and blankets of heavy snow. She's raised 5,000 through a crowdfunder um, to do a sweater and warm clothes collection to help the kids in Afghanistan. Great. Um, and then the third one is Panto and Comedy for Pakistan. More than 700, uh, 1,700 people have died in Pakistan's floods and 2 million homes have been damaged or destroyed. Those who survived are living in endless uncertainty and despair. But in the UK, the stage is providing a platform and opportunity to raise money for those affected by the floods. Cinder Ayala, a Reworking of the classic fairy tale Cinderella, billed as the first ever Muslim panto, is back to in the UK. 
they trust us that we're going to give them something which is both a mix of British culture and something to do with the Muslim faith, says writer and director Abdullah Afzal. The fact that the scenes are from diverse people on stage, and it's something we've never had quite had when we were growing up, is quite uplifting for our community. And others show the annual Muslim comedy takeover, organised by Human Appeal, as some of the biggest names from the Muslim comedy scene, such as Imran Yushuf and Ali Official. You're going to come on, you're going to hear stories and anecdotes, anecdotes of what it's like to be a Muslim and what it's like to be Asian, says Ali Official. The two will raise funds for Human Appeals Flood Relief Project to rebuild homes in Pakistan for those devastated by this year's floods. So three amazing and very diverse stories of people just being conscious of how lucky they are and contributing to people in other parts of the world. What do we think, guys? Yeah, I think... Oh, go on, Charlotte. No, no, it's fine. Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's a good display of sort of, like, kindness and generosity to... A display that kindness and generosity isn't just in one form or another. It's in as many forms as people will make and take it. I mean, it is individual and unique, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. and, and there's plenty of ways you can when fundraise. That, when I read that article, I thought it was quite important to share the many different ways you can show kindness. Yeah, um, I, I agree. And, and thank you for sharing it. Next time, though, Raz, can you make sure it's, uh, it's <laughs> closer? To the actual date that we uh, that we the record other, the podcast. The was, just, uh, just a minor gripe. Not, nothing it, like stupid. Let me just clarify with you. We was meant to record this on Wednesday, and the other article was from the day before. Right. But that one stood out to me, so I decided to take it. Well, you're the producer, right? So you're in charge, and you tell us all we are. Is the what? <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say the presenters. Yeah, I was gonna right. say the talent, but that only applies to you, really. So I can't really, I can't really do that. What are we call Raz? You're the host. The minion. The host. And on that note, uh, I'm really proud to say we've got part three of our interview with Mr. Douglas Samuel, um, undoubtedly one of the best, uh, one of my favourite interviews I've ever done. Uh, Douglas is a Scottish guy from Spartans Football Club in Edinburgh um, and effectively turned the football club into a, you know, it's always been part of the community, but turned it into a real hub during the pandemic for um, helping others. Um, But I just found Dougie quite inspirational in terms of the way he thinks um, and the wisdom he had to share. So I really love chat to Dougie. Um, Hopefully you're going to enjoy the interview too. So do you think football and sports clubs in general have have a real opportunity, but also an obligation to support and help their local community? And if so, how do do we get more sports uh, organisations involved in doing that? I absolutely believe with a passion that sports clubs um, should be doing as much as they can to 
again, make a meaningful difference in the community where they're based. So if you think about, we have different communities at play here. So you have a community of interest. So people that are interested in the game or whatever sport they're taking part in. And you've got a community of place. Yeah. And, and it's where those two things meet. You know, like you so see, you have this amazing opportunity to create synergies and, as I said, make that meaningful difference for that local community. Now, it's equally important that we make sure that the club is also inclusive and it's accessible. Yeah. Again, it's about getting to know and understand what, what are the needs of that community and, and how can we best serve and, and meet those needs without trying to be everything to everybody. I think yeah. that there's a risk that we try and do that sometimes and it's well intentioned and it comes from a good place but I'd much rather do four or five things to a level of excellence and do it very very well than to do 20 things to a level of average and just say well, yeah, yeah. I don't. it's not about ticking a box I think that there has to be um a sincerity in, and also I, I use the word again like it has to be meaningful so it has to be relevant yeah. And, and it has to come from um, the community itself by asking questions and listening and listening to understand, you know, like yeah. you say, so I think that's really, really important. But certainly sports clubs have this amazing opportunity, I think, through the power of their networks and their reach and their brand. You know, if you think about clubs in the Premiership, you know, I'm lucky enough to have visited several clubs in the Premiership. You take a project like Brentford, for example, what the Brentford Community Trust do is phenomenal, yeah. absolutely yeah. phenomenal, like real deep-rooted work in their community, making that difference in their community. I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of some of the stuff that they do. Yeah, amazing. Love that. What, um, not one not one I prepared you for, but one that I always feel that uh, really gets the heart of what you do. What story best describes the impact of your work? Oh, gosh, there's so many stories. Um, to, 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 to take it down to one, I guess, it would be a young man that currently works for the organisation who's been coming to the academy for 10, 11, 12 years um, initially, and let's call him John. John was referred to us as a referral for the local primary school because he was on the spectrum in particular. He's, he's autistic found it, and, and also had ADHD, so found it really difficult to make friends. Um, no, at 9, 10, it's quite difficult trying to make friends. You've not got the social skills to do that, but also yeah. you're not, you, you, you sort of know that you're different, but you don't really know why you're different and how you're different. Um, so he was referred to us um, and worked with one of our youth workers who was able to give him one-to-one -one support and then integrate him into like a small youth club and then into the bigger youth club. Um, that young man is um, become an amazing young adult who now is a player in our para football section. He works in the maintenance department. He follows the first team everywhere. Is like helps the kit man. Um, and he's at the academy every day. So, so this thing that you, just yeah. Unbelievable, Chris, you know, unbelievable. Yeah. And, the, and the thing is that what we're able to provide for him is that sense of worth and that sense of belonging. You know, I call it a social home. So what we've created at the Academy is a social home that is inclusive for people of all ages, for all backgrounds. And, and that's, that's the secret sauce. That, that's the beauty of the project. Mm -hmm. That that element of purpose, right, Doug? You know, that element yeah. of like sort of giving somebody, what am I getting up in the morning for that I'm really adding value? Yeah. Um, I think yeah. we all need, don't we? But certainly... Yeah, I, absolutely. And, and also I think that we go back to that choice that we talked about earlier on in terms of like, and I, I choose to believe that we never get to see like where our ripples end. Yeah. Um, and that thought alone, I find motivational. That that drives me. It, um, it, so it, our, it, our purpose... 
It, it is weirdly random though. So I um I, I was out for uh, a, a couple of drinks and a curry with some friends last night, and um you know, we you know we we've done we've done the podcast for five years and you know we get you know tens of thousands of downloads a month and it's all good. Um, but you never like your day to day lived experience. You get the numbers, but you never ever see the impact. So I'm, I'm in my local like sort of microbrewery style pub. And the um, the uh, cast of the local panto, right, are in there having a drink. So they've been through, like they've been they've been rehearsing. Then they're not from the area. They've all been sort of drinking, but they've they've been rehearsing. And one of my friends just said to one of them, "Oh, Chris has just published his book." Um, uh, about you know about kindness and stuff like that. And you know he's been he's been podcasting um for, for years. And and the 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 lady in question said, "All oh, right, okay, what's the book called? The Kindness Project." Uh, is it? She went. Is it based on the podcast? Because I love that podcast. And literally, just wow. the most random and fantastic. This is where you don't know where your impact yeah. starts and ends. Exactly. You know I mean? So, and you never, you never know, you never know who you're speaking to. Yeah. You never know when your paths are going to cross again. Um, I'm a great believer in signs. No, like, yes. so like I think again, if if you're open minded to that and and you proactively look for that, then yeah, the magic can happen. Yeah, it's amazing. How do you feel about the NBA? Because that must have been a, quite an accolade. Oh gosh, um, a little bit embarrassed to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I think that's <laughs> something that I um, never ever expected. I'm extremely flattered that somebody nominated me and to this day I still don't know who nominated me right. um, but I'll be forever grateful because um, I, I, I know the joy it's brought to everyone in the organisation because I obviously accepted it on behalf of the organisation um, it's, yeah. not, it's not about me it's about um, it's always about all the blue team, coats yeah, yeah of course it is absolutely it is. so I, I'm a little as I said, a little bit embarrassed. It doesn't mean to say I'm not hugely flattered and hugely honoured and incredibly proud. And I know what it means to my family. And, and again, I'm extremely grateful to the person who nominated me. And yeah, so I, I collected on the 18th of January um, at Hollywood Palace with Elaine and my mum and dad. So uh, I, I think that'll be nice and pretty special. It's better, I mean, it's better than being proud as well, isn't it? You know, yes, yeah. as you yeah. say, you can say, look, it's for the yeah. team, but as long as your family yeah. gets to enjoy it as well. Yeah, I mean, my, as you can imagine, my mum and dad obviously broke down into tears. Um, my brother teased me a little bit because, again, you think of our background, you know, he's like, oh, that's you part of the establishment now and on you on and so forth. And, you know, and, and it's funny and it makes me smile. But I think that, as I said, I'm, I, I very much accepted it on behalf of everyone in the Spartans family yeah. because it's as I said I think I used the phrase earlier on we are always standing on the shoulders of giants so 100% you know. 100% completely agree so t- you tell me about what, what the amazing work you've done and been doing what's next and what's exciting and new coming up for, for, for yeah so I, I guess what's next for us is um, we you know we're working hard just now on our capital project to build a new extension on our on our youth work space. We've got a dedicated youth work space within the footprint of the stadium pitch. Um, that that will be a 300, 350k investment for us. So that's significant. Yeah. Um, we want to increase and expand our education services. One of the projects that um, we've delivered over the last six, seven years and um, has done very, very well is, and I don't like the name, but it's the alternative school. So it's a school for S3S4 aged young people at risk of exclusion where yep. we provide a two or three day, um, scholarship, um, for them for the full academic year. And 
that is it is really really gone well so we want to try and explore doing something similar for children of primary school age there's a real yeah. need to deliver that service and create that service so we'll be doing much more in the education space as well and I think we want to look at just early years in general there's a lot of research now obviously that suggests that, that, no, that the earlier the intervention the better so looking at trying to do a bit more work around purposeful play and outdoor play yeah. in the early years so there's lots happening it's it's really exciting times and yeah, it's just about that continued organic growth really and as you say, you know, like I mean, we're we're products of this, like as as we said before. You get those early years right. You get somebody who's got a really decent mentor or role model at the early stage in their life. It can make such a fundamental difference, can't it? Yeah, and and, one, and sometimes it's the smallest programs that can have the biggest impact. Yeah. So, for example, we've we've got a program where we fund internships for a handful of senior students at the local high school, and these are senior students who've got aspirations maybe to go to university but one of the barriers to them going to university is that they maybe need to go out and get a part-time job to help contribute to the family um yeah. financial well-being and welfare so you know we want to remove that barrier by saying well look why don't you come and work for us a day a week as part of an alternative curriculum help us deliver in primary schools and we'll give you a funded internship oh, and it means that in the evening you can it means in the evening you can study for your hires or your whatever it is you're studying for to get to university so again it's about having that detailed understanding of what what are the barriers and what's preventing people from um, yeah. achieving their, their dreams yeah. so just supporting yeah. them to success whatever that looks yeah. like for them is yeah is, and it's is defined by them what is your buy on chris it's defined by them yeah how how if people so are you dougie like who's your who's your team Apart from, um, apart from clearly the team that you love and support. Uh, apart from the Spartans, have you got another club? Yes, um, I'm born and bred and grew up in Leith, so that means I support Hibs. Bad. My um, so club. I'm a Hibs man. My my Scottish club because Cassie's my wife's mum and dad is um, living our both. Um, All right, okay, Dick Campbell. Right, okay. So, so yeah. I'm. Every time, I mean, I mean, we're up for Christmas, and I know that um, I know that we'll be going over there. Uh, so I, we we get to Gayfield probably I don't know three or four times a year, um, which might yes. be the coldest place on the planet. And the windiest, the windiest. Is there yeah, ever been a game of football beach, without a wind? It? Yeah, it's on the <laughs> beach, but I've not been to Egypt yet. I'll have to add that to my list. Um, what um, if people in North Edinburgh want to get involved with a club and want to get engaged? I know we've got loads of Scottish listeners. How how do they do that? Just get in touch. No, just yeah. get in touch. Whether that's popping into the facility in person or whether it's dropping me an email or giving us a call. There's lots of ways that people can help. And, and that can be through coming along and volunteering. It can be through making donations. You know, it might be donating, though, like, say, old toys, old clothes, whatever that might be. It may be a financial donation. Whatever is appropriate for them, whatever they can obviously give. And, and you talk about people getting in touch. What's the easiest way to do that? It's just through our email at info at spartancfa.com or they can write to me, Douglas Samuel at spartancfa.com. All of those contact details are on our website, which is spartancfa.com. Fab. Um, Dougie, I just, I, I've, you've made my day because talk to somebody like you. That's very kind of so, you. Thank you. So inspirational means that I'm definitely going to have an happy Friday now. So thank you so well, much. Well, you must come. If, ever, if, you go to, if you're going to Arbroath next time you're in Arbroath, it's not that far away. So do pop yeah, down and, an and we'll have a cup of coffee at the academy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love you, that. Mate. I really love that. Cheers.
So that was our last interview with the dad. Who we got next week, Russ? I'm not sure yet. I'll uh, let All you... right. You might make an executive decision again. I might. Nice. I'm getting into I'm getting into these executive decisions. I tell you what, I tell you what, is that is what are you doing, Charlotte? He's getting down. To business. To business, that's what you're doing, Russ. You're doing well. Um, right, on that note, right, Charlotte. Tis the end. Tis the end of another podcast. So the end is never true, the end because the end is always the beginning of something entirely new. And t- today is joke of the week. Oh no! Are you to last week's question of the podcast? Have we got any answers to last week's question of the podcast? Have a guess. No, <laughs> it's joke of the week time. Go on, Charlotte. Why were they called the Dark Ages? Because their lights wouldn't work. No, because there was a lot of nights. <laughs> <laughs> you said they're supposed that, to be bad. You said they're supposed to be bad. You they are bad. That, that, that was bad. You definitely, you, you definitely fulfilled the uh, fulfilled the um, the. Uh, I can't think of the word now. Uh, you definitely fulfilled the uh, project. I'm... Hold on, hold on, uh, give me one more chance, one more chance. Go on in, go on in. It's going to be bad again, but maybe a little bit better this time. Did you hear about the cheese factory that exploded in France? Oh, it's brie. No. <laughs> there was nothing left but debris. <laughs> I got Russell, I got Russell. We need to leave, we need to leave right now. <laughs> on that note, that is the end Russell. of another podcast. <laughs> and... <laughs> And we'll see you next time with the bit. Bye. Bye. Bye.